Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 54 of Defeat PPD. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak. And I feel like I say this a lot, but really excited for today's episode uh, for two reasons. So, so number one is that the Defeat PPD self-led program is almost ready to launch. This is something I've been working on for so long, and it's taken a lot longer than I expected in the beginning. Um, but I'll be launching that September 1st, so a month from today. And the thing that I'll be doing for this launch that is a little bit different than the previous program is that I'll actually be taking on five ladies to work through this program. Um, and it's at your own pace. I shouldn't really say at your own pace, but you're working through it kind of on your own. And these five ladies that are working through this program for the first time are actually going to be doing it for free. So I will send you all of the supplies, everything that you need. So all of the videos that you'll need to access, the coursework, um, the actual workbook, you'll get all of that for free for the first five ladies. However, you will have to apply for it. So listen to this episode in its entirety to find out how you can do that. Uh, the second thing that um, I want to talk about is really kind of the, the essence of today's episode. And why I'm excited about this is because it's something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that is insomnia. So today's episode is one that in the past, um, I've recorded episodes about it, but I really feel like I've gotten to a place where, not necessarily to say, not necessarily saying that I'm a master of sleep and overcoming insomnia, but I was at one point um, only sleeping. I think the first week of Kyla's life, I slept about ten hours. So that's seven days, ten hours total. That's not much sleep. So a little over an hour each night. And I didn't sleep at all during the day. And now I'm at a point where I'm sleeping anywhere between like seven to like eight and a half hours every night. And on average, falling asleep within five to 10 minutes. So it's been a huge gap that's been closed there and a lot of work that I've had to do to get to the point that I am at now. And so today's episode is really just me sharing my heart and what has worked for me. I do want to say that it has been a, a journey. It hasn't been like something that has happened instantaneously. And so if you've traveled through this journey with me, you know that my daughter is now two years old. And so from the first week of her life, obviously that was a little over two years ago now, to now, I've done some work in between there. And so I don't want you to get discouraged if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, it's going to take me so long. I got to a comfortable place, I would say, after a few months. So just kind of take all of that in and know that it's not going to take you forever. This is not permanent if you're struggling with sleep or um, insomnia. But know that where I am today is just a reflection of the work that I've put in for the past two years. So it's not going to happen overnight, so to speak. 
So um, what I want to share with you are just four tips that have been hugely beneficial to me on this journey with literally like in my mind, destroying insomnia. So it's not something that I really struggle with anymore. I might have those nights where I'm up later than I would want to be, but pretty much every single night I get sleep. So how did I do that? How did I get from this place of sleeping for a little over an hour to now being able to sleep up to like eight and a half, even nine at times, hours? The first thing that I think is really important is to create some sense of routine. Our bodies function really well when like our brain and our body knows what to expect. And that's not to say that if you go off routine, then everything's going to go down the drain and that you won't be making progress. But the goal is for you to have some sense of routine in your life. So I'll give you an example. So when your child is very long, young, it's it's difficult to get them on a schedule, to get yourself on a schedule. Um, and if you have other kids, then, I mean, it's a real struggle. But just know that it is something that's possible. So I know that there are a lot of great books out there that will help you to get your baby on some sort of sleep schedule. And if you're not able to get your child on some sort of sleep schedule, at the very least, work with your partner, so your husband, um, or working with like a mom or your mom or something like that to make sure that you have some protected time that you can utilize for sleeping. So don't be afraid to ask for help in developing this routine. And I say routine instead of schedule because it's not necessarily going to be like every single day you can do everything at the same time. Like with a schedule, you're like 8 o'clock this, 8.30 this happens, 9 o'clock that happens. This is more so going to be like a a process that you're going to go through each night as you wind down. And I think it's really great if you could have some sort of schedule, but typically that happens as your baby gets older and they're like on an actual sleep schedule and you're able to do something like that. But in the beginning, focus on routine. So what does a a good nighttime routine look like? For me, I like to have like a cup of tea before going to bed. So I really love this herbal tea. It's called sleepy time tea. I don't know that it actually makes you sleepy or anything. I don't think it does because I've had it during the day before and it's done nothing. But it is like this nice kind of calming tea. So I'll have that with some raw honey. Um, I'll usually like be in a dark place. So not really consuming much technology after a certain point every night. And I can either sit on the couch or sometimes I'll be in the room with my children, like as they're falling asleep. But essentially, you just want to be in a place where you can have like some peace, some quiet. You're not focused on a screen. So you're not scrolling through your phone, looking at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I don't even know what else is out there nowadays. Um, or even watching TV is not necessarily the best way for you to wind down every night. Once you get into some sort of like routine and your body is perhaps more used to certain things, you can add in like a couple minutes of or not a couple minutes, but maybe like 30 minutes of watching TV or whatever that looks like for you. But finding some sort of routine that you can walk through every night. And this helps to like trigger your body to know it's getting close to the time when you'll lay down and the time when you'll actually go to sleep. So I think that routine is hugely important. It doesn't have to be a schedule, like I said, but if you can get to the point of a schedule that's ideal, routine will work in the 
like in the beginning. After that, the the second thing and perhaps the most difficult thing for me was this concept of relaxing. And I'm not saying like at like every night for you to do something that's like relaxing. Um, and I have air, air quotes there. But throughout the day, you have to be in this in this mindset of being more relaxed than you are worked up. And I know that's really difficult to get to. And especially for someone who's struggling with anxiety, typically you are just moving really fast. Your mind has a thousand thoughts at one time and it's difficult to slow down. But there are things that you can do to be intentional about slowing your pace. Um, I, I believe I've talked about some of these things before, but like walking at a slower pace is literally a way to relax. Um, you can read throughout the day or when you feel yourself really getting very anxious, force yourself to slow down rather than to speed up. And the reason why is because everything that you're doing throughout the day is going to build up to that moment of trying to go to sleep. So if you spend your entire day anxious, worried, um, completely consumed by concerns, then when you get to the end of the day, it's difficult to just shut that all off. And as humans, it's not something that comes very natural to us. I know I could say that my husband, he can probably shut off his thoughts like instantly. I don't know what it is that he does in his mind that allows for that to happen. But for me personally, I can't just shut off my thoughts. And so if I'm anxious and worked up the entire day, when I try to go to sleep, I feel and experience all of that anxiety that I had throughout the day. Another thing that I found to be helpful for me in this like concept of relaxing is to get the thoughts out of my head and onto paper. So let's say you're concerned about like all these things that you have to do. Right now, we're kind of in this weird phase of returning to school, but they're going to be at home. So it's like this virtual learning and needing to get like an area set up for our kids to actually be able to do their schoolwork and have a place that feels like, okay, when I go here, it's school. Then the rest of the house is kind of like our regular space. And so we've got a lot going on with that and trying to figure out what that looks like and how we set that up and what are the hours going to be for virtual school and a million other things. There's a lot that I could worry about. And so instead of consuming my, like allowing that to consume my mind, put it on paper. Okay, I need to get a desk. I need to clear out an area in the kitchen for this desk to go. Do we need like certain um, supplies for school or whatever that might look like? Do I need to plan out what our day will look like in our schedule and all those things? Write it on paper because once you get it out of your mind and you get it onto paper, it's a lot easier to just breathe and to be. You could also do that by journaling. I personally try to journal every single day. It's my way of just dumping out all of these things that are swirling around my mind. And I do that first thing in the morning. So um, if I've had like a a busy day where I had a lot of things going on that were worrying me and that sort of thing, I might do that at night as well. But typically, first thing in the morning when I wake up, I have like my breakfast, I'll journal and I'll pray. uh, pray. 
and like read a devotional. That's a way for me to like set up my day for success and for not being consumed by anxiety. So the journaling or like dumping everything out, I call that a brain dump. And then like starting to put dates, like due dates by the items that you need to complete. Like us, school is starting the second week. Well, oh my gosh, it's August. School is starting in like two weeks. And so um, we have to get a desk by a certain date or a table by a certain date. We need to get the supplies. And so writing these things down and giving myself little deadlines helps me to actually be able to relax because I don't have all these things that are in the back of my mind worrying me. I know that they're on paper and I will get them done. I just have to plan it out. Relaxing, like I said, is the most difficult one for me. So that slowing down, journaling, writing things out. Um, I've also found baths to be super relaxing. And so it's not something that I do every day or even every week. But I intentionally take some time to just sit in the bath and just be. I have um, some Epsom salt that is like lavender and something. And then I also have bath bombs that are lavender and something. <laughs> but those are things that I'll throw into the bathtub with me and literally just be in there for a good 30, 45 minutes. My husband's amazing. Um, and I'll just be in there and he will keep the kids occupied and they won't even come in there and bother me during that time. And so that's an opportunity for me to just relax, just take a deep breath and just sit and be. Sometimes I'll read, Sometimes I might like watch something inspirational or something that makes me laugh, whatever that looks like for you. But it's really important to throughout to do this throughout your day. Don't wait until you get to the end of your day and then try to relax. It's far more difficult if you do wait. So throughout your day, take those moments to relax. The third thing, and one thing that I've trying to figure out how to word this. I've had a lot of people tell me, you sleep when the baby sleeps. And I'm sure I would say almost everyone, excuse me, listening to this has probably heard that. However, that piece of advice was not advice that worked for me. Not trying to say that that's not advice that you should follow. All I'm saying is that it didn't work for me. Sleeping when the baby slept was not something that was easy, not something that I would recommend for an individual like myself. Perhaps if you're not struggling with anxiety or something of that nature, then maybe it's maybe it's okay for you to sleep throughout the day when the baby sleeps. But if you're someone who struggles to get to sleep at night when it's important for you to actually get like that restful sleep, then I highly recommend staying up throughout the day. And not just staying up, but like up, you know, like not just awake, but you're like sitting up, not sitting in your bed, not laying in your bed, not in your bedroom, Um, but allowing your bed and bedroom to be that area that you go to for sleep. It's a place to relax. It's a place to unwind. And you don't want to spend your entire day in that area 
because then it takes away from like the meaning of what that place really is. And your mind has a difficult time knowing, okay, I'm in my room right now just because I'm just laying in the bed versus I'm in my room right now because now I want to sleep. So you want to make this place, make your bedroom the place that you're going to go for sleep. And of course, obviously, if you're married, that would be a place that you would have sex and all of that as well. But those are the two activities that should be happening like in your bed. You shouldn't just be laying in your bed just to lay in your bed unless you've had like surgery or something of that nature and you need to relax. I get that. But otherwise, it's not good for you to be there all day. And when I was really like struggling with anxiety and depression, like I wanted to just lay in bed for most of the day. That was what I had a desire to do. But I forced myself to get up because I knew the importance of actually getting out of my bedroom. And there are a lot of things that you could list as reasons why it's important to get out of your bedroom during the day. But as far as like thinking about insomnia, it's really, really important that you do not spend the majority of your day in your bed or even in your room if you want that to be a place where your brain automatically go- knows when you go there that it's time for your rest. So I would recommend not sleeping throughout the day if you're struggling with anxiety and insomnia at night and using your bedroom as your sleeping place. That was difficult for me as well because a lot of times I would fall asleep on the couch just because I was so tired. And then when I would try to go into my bedroom, it would be like I just had so much anxiety that I couldn't fall asleep. But once you set this up in your mind, it gets a lot easier. So just start that process of making sure that you get out of bed every day, no matter how hard it is. And then you're actually like sitting up or standing up. So not laying, even if it is that you're moving to the couch. So from bed to couch, sit up on the couch. Don't lay down and just allow yourself to be in this like relaxed state throughout the day. But actually get up. Um, And then the last thing that was super helpful to me is to actually start to get physical. So besides just like the getting up and sitting on the couch or whatever that might look like, actually physically moving throughout the day tires your body out. And so it's a lot more likely that when you go to lay down for the day that you'll actually be tired enough to just immediately fall asleep. So you don't have to do a full like exercise or whatever, but even taking a walk, it's like a a 10 minute brisk walk. That's super helpful in just getting your body moving, getting things like going in your body and getting you into a place where it's like, okay, I've moved a little bit today. I've actually tired myself out and I have some like reason to fall asleep. And this is really, I think, an easy thing to do, like the 10-minute walk when you do have a baby, because you can put them in the stroller, you can strap them onto you, whatever works for you, and just walk. You can listen to music while you're doing it, a podcast, whatever. Um, Babies typically, typically would fall asleep very easily like this. And so if 
you're struggling to get your child to nap throughout the day, this is an easy way to do that as well. At the same time, it's going to benefit you and your ability to rest at the end of the day. So that's that's it. Those are the things that have worked for me. And um, I'm sure there are plenty of other tips that are out there. But for me specifically, I have focused on these four things for the last two years and have improved my sleep drastically. So again, that's having some sort of routine. Doesn't necessarily have to be a schedule, but if you can get on a schedule, that's preferred. Learning to relax throughout the day so that you're not getting to the end of the day and feeling all that anxiety that built up throughout the day. Getting up out of your bed and staying up throughout the day, whether that's just sitting on the couch or sitting on the floor or whatever that looks like for you. And then kind of that bonus, if you really want this to to make some want to make some progress on this quickly, is to do something physical every single day. That could be that 10-minute walk. It could be a workout if you want to work out. Just get your body moving in some way. And I guarantee you that if you focus on those four areas, those four things, that your sleep will improve. This is not a magic pill. This is not like you do this for one day and then all of a sudden you're just sleeping throughout the night. This is something that you're going to have to do over and over. And you might have to adjust your routine. For you, it might not be a cup of tea that is a way to wind down at the end of the day. It might be something else. It might be a good book. It might be a conversation. Um, Whatever that looks like for you. Try out different things. Figure out a routine that works for you. Figure out ways that allow you personally to relax. And then just get that activity in and... I would also say that you just have to keep the hope that it gets better. I want to reiterate that this is not forever. It's not. Even if it feels like it is right now, it will pass. You will get through this. And I'm definitely praying for you if you are someone who's struggling with insomnia because I was there. It's not a fun place to be. But just stay focused. You'll get through this. All right. Well, that's the end of today's episode. But like I said, if you're interested in finding out more about the self-led program, be sure to keep listening. I'll see you in the next episode. All right. So as I said in the intro to the episode, I'm very excited that I am so close to releasing the self-led Defeat PPD program. While I've been working on this, I really feel like God has led me through this process of creating a very solid nine-week program that is going to change lives. And so that's super exciting for me. I know that nine weeks is quite a commitment, but um, I really feel like if you are someone who's struggling with postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression, nine weeks is not a long time and the nine weeks are going to pass anyway. So why not use that time to actually make some progress? My hope is that this nine-week program, like I said, will change the lives of many women 
but I want to get the feedback from five individual ladies first. And because of that, I'm going to be offering the program for free. The entire program is going to include weekly videos. So there'll be nine different videos for you to watch, as well as a workbook. Typically, you would have to pay for the workbook and for the videos and the program as a whole. But for these five women who come into the program first, um, it's going to be absolutely free. So I'm going to ship you the workbooks. I'm going to provide all of the content to you for free. And all I ask for from you, well, two things really, is that number one, you commit entirely to the program for the full nine weeks. The first group of us will be going through this program at the exact same time. But because it is self-led, I won't be specifically leading you through the group, but we'll be on the same week the entire time. So we're starting September 1st. There is some prep work that goes into it. So the sooner you apply, get accepted, um, you have time to review before we actually get started. And so September 1st, is the date to remember. That'll be the week that everything's kicking off. That is a Tuesday though. Um, and then this is going to run the full nine weeks all the way until October 31st. So that'll be the end of the program at the 31st. And within the two weeks following that, um, you would have to complete a follow-up call with me. And then also, um, I would like for you to write a review. So this is an honest review. I'm not asking you to say great things about the program if you really didn't get anything great out of it. Um, I want to hear your honest experience, your feedback, things that I can improve, change, those sorts of things before I officially launch this to the public. So if you would like to be a part of that, you can apply. It's defeatppd.com, D-E-F-E-A-T-P-P-D. Dot com. You'll fill out the application there. And then I will give you a call to actually talk through um, your experience right now and see if you're a good candidate for the program. And if you are, and you're one of the, the first five ladies to do that, then you'll get everything for free. That's it. So really excited about this. I hope that um, I hope that I'll get really five really committed ladies to go through this nine-week process. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, info at defeatppd.com, and I'll see you next time. Bye.